Hey everybody, welcome Hi. back. So we have our homie back with us. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. There was a lot of feedback I got in the small amount of time about what we spoke about. And I hope people took time to talk to their um, younger siblings, their children, um, their um, nieces and nephews about what's going on. Because again, it's important to gauge where they're thinking and what they're feeling and not ignore them in the midst of this madness uh with with them dealing with being home from corona and then having to deal with this it's a lot at one time and we need to make sure that we're checking on them to make sure they're okay so with that being said today we're again addressing what's going on with um black people in the media and everything that's going on in our country right now and we wanted to gauge the um viewpoint of a black male to see if it differs from that of a female and how we can use the information given to reach a better place in um eliminating racism on a whole i want to start off by playing a short recording um go ahead renee race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't today cannot, yeah no you don't no i don't i know hey, you and i we're proof why would race have anything to do with it stick you put your mind to what you want to do and go for that uh it's kind of like religion to me it's a good excuse for not getting there where are we in the united states of america in race relations and what, what you see from day to day in your life? Skip, they wouldn't want to ask me that. They wouldn't want my answer to represent it because God knows I have been nothing but blessed. My whole path, my, these 33 years have been nothing but a blessing. I have, I have never, and I'm, never is a strong word, I've never dealt with racism and i'm glad i didn't have to there is a class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles the wrongs and the hardships of the negro race before the public some of these people do not want the negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs there is a certain class of race problem solvers who don't want the patient to get well that was said by Booker T. Washington. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. You know, it's, it's frustrating to me that people take race and they make it personal. You know what I mean? Like we're we're at a we're at a loss in this generation. If you look at it in the '80s. Archie Bunker was a stark racist. Stark. If you don't know who Archie Bunker is, look him up. All in the Family, great show. The Jeffersons, stark racist. Fred Sanford, stark racist. But you know what black people and white people did? They laughed. You watch 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Both of them hated each other because he was black and because he was white. You know what they did? They laughed. But I ask you what the racial breakdown was of your audience. Do you remember this? You told me... The only black face you could see in the whole audience was your makeup artist. I believe that's what you said. She was in the front row, right? 
a lot of white kids love rap. Yes. Explain that. What, what, what does that say to you? What's the message of it? What's the bigger picture of it? I don't want to be bashed because I don't want to sound like I'm on the wrong if there is a side, but I thought that was clearly a message that there was no such thing as racism. That's what I thought that was. You know, I said, and it's probably get me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race, and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news, but I'm so, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to I wanna just go, this is over, can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists, and we refuse to talk about it. But making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is the problem we have. And right now, we are in a society where we can't have a conversation because no one's willing to listen. People are just shouting. People are just shouting. People are walking down the street, hashtagging everything, but no one's listening. Using wrong examples to present an argument leads us nowhere forward. I understand the emotion, and I respect my opposition but when you go into the areas of making false charges and living in the past you do not address the issues of the present and you know incarceration race in america has been a problem especially as opposing minorities and roman delves into this the issues around the legal system do you think we've made any headway and i think it's more important to make headway in our own house by the time the system comes into play the damage is done They're not locking up seven-year-olds. In the 1960s, 80-plus percent of blacks were two-parent homes. Today, that is reversed completely the other way. I was in Chicago a couple of three, four weeks ago, and we saw these little kids on bikes with masks on the side of their head, like five or six of them. And the driver said, yeah, they're little yummies. I said, who? He said, little yummies. Look up. Google little yummy. Little yummy was an 11-year-old murderer. Wow. And you look at his picture, you'll see the headshot of him, and he's like this. And he got murdered at 11 by a 14-year-old. Wow. Who's doing life now in a 16-year-old. That makes no sense. You blame the system? Where was his father? No one wants to talk about perception when it comes to racial profiling. No one wants to talk about stereotypes when it comes to racial profiling. Blacks are convinced that the number one issue facing the country right now is social justice, racist white cops, uh, discrimination, systemic uh, racism, microaggression, whatever new word they come up with, and it's a bunch of nonsense. This is what I know. I'm a certified scuba diver. My first day of class, they told me this. When you're in shark and... Okay, I've had enough. I've had enough. Um, Renee, what are your thoughts? <laughs> like I, I, I before we started recording, like I said, if your opinion doesn't align with me, align with mine, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and to be quite honest, why the hell are we listening to Little Wayne, my nigga? You have a whole frog in your throat. You've never had to experience racism. How? Like. And then Morgan Freeman is like 13 million years old. That nigga was a slave. Like, what is he talking about? Okay, so we we have to make sure, I I have to make sure that I let you guys know that this clip was something I found on Facebook, and it is of black men. All Um, of them. Read the caption to the video so that they know where they have it. Where is the caption? But um, it was Denzel Denzel Washington. 
um, Little Wayne, Morgan Freeman. I think it was two. It was Papa Dot from Eight Mile. I forget his name. <laughs> exactly. You <laughs> forgot his name. The guy, the guy that played Falcon in Marvel, which yeah, I'm so Avengers disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I'm not. I'm I wish so I didn't disappointed. Know Wayne or Morgan Freeman. His real name is Clarence. Exactly. <laughs> and he lived he in the house with both his parents. They had to be married. Like, come on. Okay. And then there were two guys I didn't recognize. Um, the caption to the video is what the left won't tell you about the plight of black people and the myth of systemic racism. So I will say this about Den- what Denzel Washington said. I do believe that we should fix our our home first. But the question is not where his father is, is why he's not there. If your mom needs help, and this is in the black community a lot, the father cannot be in the home because she will not receive help. So I think we need to address the, oh, the reason why he's not there. It's not that they don't wanna be there. A lot of them just can't be there for their kids. What do you think? I think that... So, one of the things they say is pimping ain't dead, it just moved to the web. Wow, (laughs) I never heard that. (laughs) Yeah, you look at... Pimping ain't dead, it just moved to the web. Back page. Exactly. Um, I have a a homie. Yeah, so... All his girl got that fans only page. But Mm. he making money. How? Exactly. How are you making money? Who is... <laughs> he the major label, she the artist. Exactly. I can't. Wait. I cannot wait to it y'all. Is. Like with that being said, racism evolves with the times as well. Exactly. Like, this is um, you know, this is sixty years damn near after when Martin was was marching and when Malcolm was out preaching. And Malcolm X has one of my favorite videos on YouTube. He talks about the house Negro and the field Negro. How. The, the house Negro loved this master more than the master loved himself. If the master gets sick, what's wrong, boss? We sit. You know, the house catch on fire. The, the house Negro is trying to put the fire out. Phil Negro is hoping that the wind blow. Um, hoping that the master gets worse. And it's, there is a certain class of rich black people now who are here to keep the plight of us out of the the realm of white society because this ain't Lil Wayne's first time doing that. There's that example. There's this week he was telling the story of Uncle Bob, which is a personal story to him, so I kind of give him some leeway. Um, he was 12 and he shot himself. Because he was a dumbass. Let's not, let's not just blow past that bullshit. He was 12 years old and he shot pretended himself. to be gangster and shot no, himself. No, no. No, what? What he said when He was rapping in the, in the mirror. When, when they asked him about himself he said uh mental health is important which um you know it wasn't an accident that he shot himself he recently he previously he just admitted that that he tried to commit suicide yes that is what he said that's what he said not oh so i gotta take back the dumbass because i just called him a dumbass no he's still a dumbass (laughs) i you know i mean i take mental health serious i i fully understand i i mental health is very serious to me i suffer from anxiety at times but this is it. You can't open your mouth like that because then white people attach themselves to dumbass people like that. Oh, I have never experienced. Well, good for friggin' you. You've been rich since you were how old? 14. 
You've never had to deal with it on the level that these boys that straight out of Louisiana had to deal with it. You're not in the streets like them. He was 14 rapping about Morgan that. Freeman just told us to put a fucking band-aid on a bullet boom. I don't understand. Are you, are, go ahead, Risa, because you had to finish what you were saying. Go ahead. Um, it's just racism is still very prevalent in everything going on. And they just, they keep updating how they do it. So the the rich class of black people who never had to deal with racism, because that might be true. Lil Wayne may, like, may personally have never had to deal with racism, because I was about 14 the first time I experienced that um, personally. So if he's been rich and famous since he was 14, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I can understand almost. But it's just that when you know that you don't know enough to know, that is when you just have to be quiet and let those of us who are running the streets lead the way. And and that that's important too because being that he hasn't experienced racism, he, he's ignorant to the topic of racism. So you should opt out of speaking on it. And I feel like by him, he said something that really tugged at every piece of anger inside of me. He said, it's proof. The fact that he did a show and it was nothing but white faces in the audience and only one black face was his makeup artist is proof. And why is he wearing makeup? Hold on. Let me just not just jump over that. Okay, so I see that. <laughs> that makes, because guys in movies wear makeup. Yeah, that's it's a nice shine. That's movies. No, but it's not. We talking about a concert. Yeah, you were we right. talking <laughs> about a performance. Let's not just skip over the fact makeup, that he has... Maybe she... Dual, you know, makeup and hair. But then again, he has what hair? He has three dreads. Dancers or something like that. Because he got face tattoos, so like it's kind of hard to do makeup around the tattoos. You know what I mean? So it might have just been for for his dancers. Okay, but I never, I don't know. I've never been to, and maybe that's the problem because I've never been to Lil Wayne show, so I don't know. But I feel like I feel like. By him saying that the fact that there's white faces and no black faces, which I'm pretty sure they were black people, but they couldn't afford those seats in the front. Facts. (laughs) They couldn't afford those seats in the front. And they support him like crazy. But either way, the biggest Lil Wayne fan I know is a black man. Exactly. Everybody could name him. Shout out to my nigga Marv. That will go hard down for him. Yeah. It's different, actually. Lil Wayne is on the, the, the rap Mount Rushmore. So, um, is he? Is he yes, really? Yes, With is. the bullshit yes, that he's yes, doing, he he's a Confederate monument, and we're taking that ass down. Is, no, we throwing him in the lake, Renee. We no, we can't always throw away the baby with the bathwater. And this is part of me being a Lil Wayne stand, yes. But I'm a proud black man before I'm anything in this world. But I am still a Lil Wayne. Wait, stand. let's let's not skirt past throw away the baby with the bathwater. What the hell is that? Um, you know the expression. I've never the bathwater is dirty. The baby so, isn't. Yeah, it's it's oh. like you know you wash the baby in the bathwater. You know <laughs> you get rid of the crap that they're saying, but you don't get rid of them. Oh, that's another American thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like you with have that, to I say <laughs> the whole baby, the whole baby. Yo, but like I'm not stretching it when I say Little Wayne is almost as important to rap as Tupac. And and I know that I'm about I know to that get sound. the hell up. Listen, I'm about to get up. Listen, <laughs> almost. Listen, no. So listen to me. Listen to me. Tupac is the heart and soul of hip hop music. He. I will tell you this. 
and I mean to cut you right now. <laughs> There's no Little Wayne song that I want to play. But the other day when the whole Black Lives Matter thing, George for, um, Floyd died, I played Tupac's Changes. And I, look, I, I looked up the year he wrote it mm -hmm. and everything. And I'm like, yo, it's 2020. Mm -hmm. And that song, 93. Keep Your Head Up. 93. Yeah, I listen to every song on Tupac's Greatest. And you could play them right now. And the, the fact that they fit in like the perfect pair of jeans is scary. Because how many years have it been and we're still fighting this same thing? You can go to 1870 and it'd be the same story. The same story. Okay, so what about Lil Wayne? That, like, because you're defending Lil Wayne. So what about so, Lil Wayne? Here's my thing. Everything that he says when it comes to black issues is ignorant. And the white powers that be put him in positions to be in front of white people at these times so that he can quell the white... Uh, Come here, ush, ush. Yes, ush, yeah, ush, like ush, ush. he's soothing it. A hundred percent. I think. Sorry to cut you off. I think mm, he's okay. too smart to allow that to happen to him. But I really don't think he's doing it on purpose. And maybe he's maybe he's just doing a really good job at acting and fooling me. That nigga is speaking like, from the heart. If he, 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 he's speaking, my from my the thing heart, is my thing is this right. When he, um, what bothered me is the fact that he said his audience at his concert was proof, proof that racism did not exist. To me, by saying that, you discredit the experiences of everyone who's experienced racism. I feel like, I, I have to be honest, it's not many times, I can't count many times that I personally experienced racism. I, count, I can't count many times that somebody was deliberate in treating me unfairly because of my black skin. You know, I grew up in a country where everybody was black just like me. And then when I came up here, I had a bigger issue acclimating to black culture, black American culture, and people understanding that just because I'm not from America doesn't make me less black. You know, and I had I had a harder time getting people to accept me within my own culture. I didn't have issues with the outside looking in. But that's a different story for a different day. However, just because I didn't experience it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Exactly. You understand? Just because I like and we need to quit doing that. Empathy is a word for a reason. You don't have to see something for yourself. And feel something for yourself for you to say, you know what? I understand that this is your experience and I respect that this is your experience. Considering the platform that he has, for him to view everything that's going on. Because now it's on front street. That clip's not current. That clip's at least... It, but it, it's two years old, but those things were still happening. I agree. Those things were still happening. And it's not just him. What baffles me, what blows my mind... It's Morgan Freeman. He killed this, me. This man, he oh, was a me. slave. Oh, this he man was in jail. somebody's field. I, I think we had this conversation the other night, and I said, some of the things that I've heard him say over the years, he speaks as if he, he speaks what, in things friend. into existence. He wants things to be this way. And He's it's good and great friend. to do that. But my guy, you're forgetting to live in reality of what is happening. He played God. He don't live in our reality. <laughs> he 
He don't. That, that man was a slave and God. You hear me? God was a slave. And exactly. God was black. You know what? We never seen Jesus and Morgan Freeman together. That's it. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Batman. You no. sound dumb. And I said it like he speaks things into existence, and he wants it to be this way, and that is great. But what you also need to understand is you need to live in a reality. For people out there, it's not it's not like that. For him to play roles like Lean on Me, and you look back and you see what happened, and he was in that school, and it's not like that school was based on a true story. You understand? It wasn't something that was fictitious. He knew that this, like, research had to be done. You had to understand all the odds that was placed against those kids being in that school. I spoke about it about at the last episode. I'm going to say it again. There's systemic racism in the public schools. It's in everything. It's in everything. It's in healthcare. Yep. It's, it's in every aspect of how we live as black Americans in this country. You're a black American. I am full ass Jamaican. Fuck these motherfuckers here. You hear me? Nah, bro. Nah. I am full we ass Jamaican. We welcome you. But we welcome you. I don't want. First of all, I'm Jamaican. Y'all don't got to welcome me. I'm here. The hell? No, <laughs> I'm no, not asking. Nah, no, but this is it, though. Coming from a country, Ashina made fun of me for this because she's racist. Whatever. My grandmother is white. Yeah. <laughs> I have white people in my family. That's why you are side of white. There are white Stacey. Jamaicans. There are Asian Jamaicans. There's so many different colors of Jamaicans. Hmm? I didn't know about racism until I came to this country. Me neither. It Me is, neither. It is legit. It is inside of your DNA. It is what is up. Oh, what is what does America have? McDonald's and racism. It's confu- so, it was confusing for me I because I didn't know no, that. Let me explain it to you as somebody who like is black American. Like, so I'm I'm light skinned black male. I'm originally from New Haven. Oh, so <laughs> Why you say light skinned? Like, I know he said that. Okay, it's important. important because okay. colorism. Important. Yeah, mm. colorism is very much important. Like, it's not important, but it very much exists, and it's, mm. it's an important topic for us to talk about. And that's been one of the things that they've been trying to use to skirt the conversation all week. So, um, from Connecticut, I went to an HBCU. I went to Howard. Um, But I had to, like, not learn how to be black, but, like, almost. Like, I I pretty much was taught in school that, like, racism was a thing and slavery was a thing. But Martin Luther King solved all of my problems. And then I had to go through my life experiences and learn to understand that it's still going on today. And it's, it's fighting just like being like born bred, like American, like proud to be an American and like understanding that like that was then. And you know, like 1960 was, was 30, 40 years before I was born. So it's like, it's, the, there's a layer of separation that you have to realize is still going on. Like everything said in in the '90s by Pac and in the '60s by all of our revolutionaries and the the 1800s by slaves. Like it's all the same thing. It really and is. You, I think you kind of like, learn it. Like you have you have to unlearn white supremacy from yourself. You really do. And like what you just said, you're from where Connecticut. Yeah. Black people in Connecticut, black people in California, black people in the South, black people in Midwest, they're all different. They experience it different. In the South, things are 
different here Oof. for black people. It is, and as much as in California, they want to be free and open, and the, black people here can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, oh, when you say, oh, they can't do that, who's stopping them? <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. You're not, you're not allowed to be yourself. When I see a kid like Jaden Smith and Willow Smith, I freaking love those kids. Because they're allowed to express themselves. And you wish that for every kid. But every kid cannot do that. In their neighborhood, they don't see that. They don't know that. And as much as it's on TV, what your mother that shit on TV is not real. What that reminds me of when you say that is when we, remember when we watched Harriet? Yeah. When she met um, Janelle Monae, when mm-hmm. she went to... Um, wherever it was, Philadelphia or wherever, where she met, or Maryland, where she met Janelle Monet. And Janelle Monet's character was so strong, so independent, so brave, and so, like, in your face with not being fearful of everything. And you compare that to Harriet. Shout out to Janelle Monet because she is, listen, if I had to be a lesbian, it would be Janelle Monet all day, every day, because she's fly as fuck. This is a recurring conversation for the viewers at home. Um, yeah, Janelle Monet is just shout out, girl. Shout out, you just beautiful. Anyway, anywho, um, you, it just shows you how different things were, and it's still that same way. And it, the reason why Morgan Freeman bothers me is because this man has to be at least eighty years old. I don't know his true age, but he has to be at least seven, seventy, eighty years old. That means he lived. Through he lived through shut up, he's not 195. Yeah, he, he lived was born before Martin Luther King. Yeah, he lived through the civil rights movement. And that's killed this man has he seen made, and I think what it is He's seen the worst face of America. No, what it is to me is he came from a world that had white water fountains and black water fountains. Now black kids and white kids drinking from oh racism is over. No, it's not. It and really it is isn't. For and for him to for for him. because he's a celebrity. And people won't kill he's him. He's been a celebrity since our grandparents was in diapers. Yes, it's, it's over for him. And you telling me he's not 195? Because yeah, y'all just doing too much. Leave that man no, alone. No, but for real, no, when you he, look at this situation, though, for him, it's, he's not dying anytime yeah. soon. My grandpa. Yeah, he's going to live forever. Everybody. But he's like, oh, you know, I'm in this world. I have drivers. I have a massive house. I have millions in a, in a bank account. When I was younger, my father didn't have this. My grandfather didn't have this. They couldn't even think of this. The fact that he feels like he is now sky's the limit. He basically sees himself as the highest point. I am the limit. I'm where this stops. And it's not. For me, it's like, it's the problem with becoming disconnected. Celebrities are oftentimes disconnected. They don't. And I just so, I find that so hard to do. When it's so in your face. Here's my thing, though. Is the the fact that we look at celebrities as our champion voices is a problem with American culture. Yeah, it, it, really is, it is a problem. Even growing <laughs> up, I remember growing up, everybody was like, oh, Britney Spears is my role model. The whole time, Britney Spears was freaking our age. Making, well, not my age, she's older than me, but making mistakes. And people are like, oh, she's not a good role model. These people are living their lives and you cannot look at them for everything. One thing I do disagree with is stop calling out people that's not making statements for hashtag Black Lives Matter. Don't call them out because I feel like when people call them out, it forces them to now say something. Mm -hmm. No, just understand when I stop going to your store. 
You know what I mean? Oh, so you have nothing to say? Good, great. I'm not gonna call you. I'm just gonna stop going where you where you at. Something. Stop buying your music. Stop doing nothing. I think that was most important with our community now is for us to just figure out what we want as a people. Like exactly, I'm trying to get together is really just like an infrastructure and a place for us to get us together. Just because the same way, oh, like what about black on black crime? That's the same. It was Africans. That's so Africans in the slavery. Like like I said, it just it updates. But like if we look at if we look at the 60s, um, like they were in the streets. Like the bus boycott was a year. It was it was 381 days. But all of the black people in Montgomery were on one accord. And they that's... Not, they weren't going. People and, is not and that, that. And that's what's missing, that's, I think. I, the, the people will when they have something to follow. Like, I love Black Lives Matter. I love everything that they're doing in the community. But who is the face? Everybody knows the two sisters. Everybody's seen the two sisters once or twice. Nobody knows the two sisters' names. Um, and honestly, I think that boils down to, because um, this is something that I've been thinking about, um, is that, like, they kill all of our leaders. Mm-hmm. It is the, the, the King family took the U.S. to trial and in civil court. It is proof that the dude who shot Martin Luther King conspired with government agencies. JFK was a government job. Malcolm X was a government job. Abraham Lincoln was a government job. Uh, Epstein recently was a government job. Like they will off you and I and like people are scared to like really like stand up and step up. Everybody like, that nobody wants But to, we we can't we can't because the minute you make yourself the face and the voice, it puts a target on your back. If you look at with Nipsey Hussle what he was doing for his community. And he wasn't even creating an uproar. He was just trying to give back to his community. And he was doing it in a big way. You know, he was really making waves where he was. And it's crazy. I watch State of the Culture because I love Joe Budden. Oh, I, I, love, I love Joe My Budden. My first concert was a Slaughterhouse concert. And I spoke to Joe Budden. I love Joe Budden. So I watch State of the Culture. And it's crazy. They said, I think, about a month. Or two weeks before Nipsey Hussle was murdered, they said, we have to protect Nipsey at all costs. And turn around and he gets murdered. And I, I guarantee you that this shit wasn't just something that was done on the street. It wasn't just street shit. It was government shit. It was people, the forces that be getting involved and realizing, no, he doing too much. Every time I want the day to come for black people to realize and just to make sense of what happened when we were brought here. Mm-hmm. When we were brought here from Africa, it wasn't for us to become free someday. Nope. The goal was for us to remain slaves. That was the point of them bringing us we're here. We're still slaves. We are still slaves. But and, and any ounce or any like little glimpse of us moving in a different direction is a problem. Because that wasn't what was designed. America is set up to keep us in this place. We haven't demanded more from America. Like, we, we haven't demanded it in a big enough way. And by that, I mean... Black people wanted to ride wherever the fuck they wanted on the bus, so that bus got no money from black people for a year, and it cracked. Honestly, like, it's time for us as a people. We, America's biggest export is culture. 
like I'm I as a black person in America, I have personally rapped with a Brazilian man, with Argentinians, with Chileans. I've seen Korean people rapping. Like rap is the biggest genre of music in the world. <laughs> our basketball, our our foot, like it's those are our biggest exports, and like and we what, do that. We do that. It's time for us to to take our culture back. It's time for us to put our dollars together and to not give them to to them no more. Like it's it's time for us to say not nah, like until you do better by us you can't get a single thing from us. And it's it's crazy. I I agree with what you're saying. And when you think about it, if it's true that America's biggest export is culture, and our culture as black people is the most predominant, that means America's biggest export is black culture. It is. Yes, it is we black culture. American culture. And Elvis took all of his swag from like their their greatest white champion took all of his swag from black people. And then on top of that, Michael Jackson is the most famous person in the in history. Mm-hmm. In history. There's never there's never been and will never be a more famous person than Michael Jackson. And with with him with these people like paving the way and putting things out there and we realize in our power, you would think by now we'd be able to unify. I've always said that the reason why we're having a hard time now is because we don't have the mentality of the people who ran the civil rights movement, the people in that era. We don't want don't to be to uncomfortable. Do. We no, don't want we to be uncomfortable. It's like, not about not yeah. knowing what to do. I, like, for example... When the shit happened with Colin Kaepernick, when he was excused from the NFL and all of that, people were calling for us to ban the NFL, for us to escape and not deal with, not watch just one game. Black people couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. For one Sunday, we couldn't say, you know what? You want to know why we couldn't do it? Because the NFL is 70% black. Because we don't have to do shit as the people and... It's another thing about we look to our celebrities too much. Yeah, like we as the people understand of like we can take those views away from the NFL. But at the same time, if the entire Kansas City Chiefs who just won a Super Bowl said we're not playing, you can't have games. Like they can shut. But the they NFL can't down. say that though. Like we can make it lose money as a people. They can shut the NFL down. Like, but they can they can't do that because they have contracts. Oh, yes, they can. Holding but out they is, don't is get common. paid That's like basketball players. They have to play to get their money. Uh-huh. It's like going to work. It is basketball like players sign a contract, they got their money. And, and I mean, and, and that, that, that could be a deal too because they can sacrifice that one game. They can say, you know what, I'm not dealing, no, but we can also play. one week. It'll take one week. Like, there's not a single team in the NFL that could play a game if every black person sat out. It would literally It's take, not possible. Look, if if week three of the NFL season, every black person said, I'm not playing, the NFL is going to lose fucking at least $50 million. Like, no exaggeration. Probably more than that. Yeah. Like, Probably more than that. Because people, to, here's the thing. As much as white people want to think that they're superior, when it comes to athletic ability, and I mean, matter of fact, beyond athletic ability, you will see that it's proven that we are, we do have the superior gene. And I'm not saying that to be racist because that is like in itself. That's just, it, 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 it sounds, but it's fact. Black people are stronger. 
We are faster. We are more agile. The fastest person in human history is Usain Bolt. FYI. You talking about <laughs> me being racist. He's Jamaican. <laughs> Let's talk about it. That's, that's I never said that him being the fastest man, he's... I didn't say that. I just said that... By saying that somebody... I just don't like the whole concept of we are the superior race. I don't like No, that. physically... Okay, so. Physically, we, I don't... I don't care how you put it. I don't like the way the two words go together. I understand. Period. I understand you what understand, you're saying. But you're going to say it anyways. When you go through hundreds of years of slavery... Um, there's a reason why we were picked to pick cotton. They could have gone to any other country, any other place to export nah. people from there to come over here. There's a reason why. And maybe no, I was saying this because I got a little patrol in my system. I don't know. From Africa and brought them everywhere. I know, but they could have they you know, picked Africans people from a different Native, place. Native American people were African. You can find um, there are places in America, like right where Mississippi, Mississippi splits, there are pyramids here in America. Built here in America that are like the same as the pyramids in Africa. Black people have been here way before the Vikings been here, way before Columbus been here, way before the nigga who America's named after been here. Like the Native Americans were black. It's just Native Americans knew the land. So they had to pull black people from over there because we didn't know nothing. And it's just that simple. But like, nah, it was already black people. But when you talk about physicality, we do have, we are stronger, we are faster. You look at all the sports. We're dominating most of the sports. That, there's a reason for that. We were bred for it. That's just fact. There's a reason for it. Like, we can't... I'm not saying we're better, but fact shows. The NFL is predominantly black. The NBA, predominantly black. I mean, when you look at it, people of color just have that physicality. And we need to use our money wisely. I think the biggest problem is that we don't... One, we don't unify... And two, we don't understand the value of our dollar. We really just, we're willing to just give our dollar away and just be like, you know what? You can have it because I don't want to be uncomfortable. Whatever the case, we're, we're scared of being uncomfortable. And that's our biggest problem. That's why we cannot accomplish what people accomplish in the civil rights era. It blows my mind that they had less resources but yet, so they were, were able to accomplish way more than we're accomplishing now. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Is it? I really don't know. Because the more you have, this is, doesn't mean you're a better society for having more. They no. changed the system altogether. Honestly, the system's changing right now. Like It is. Right now, we Is it really? It is, though. They it's named us. The, listen, it's changing as much right now as it did in the civil rights movement. Like, you, not the whole movement, no. But, like, just as far as, um, like, to me, the biggest, like, the, there's, this might be the fourth official victory in, like, the black fight in America. But to me, it's the Emancipation Proclamation, which isn't the biggest W we've taken. It's Brown versus Board of Ed. It's the Civil Rights Act. And today might be our fourth W. But I think what, what you're saying, like, is it changing, though? How long have we been protesting this? No, here's what. But here's change what is. is over time. Like you can't just be like, "Is it changing?" We protest something, everything changed right away. It's not. No, but I'm seeing. I see. No, I'm seeing our focus the, shift though, and the focus, the shift in our focus is gonna cause things not to change. Things were changing. I feel like here's the thing, right? I really feel like the way the system is set up, they know that if they hold out for long enough, our focus is gonna shift. If they give us a little, if they sprinkle a little tad 
of goodness here and a little tad of goodness here. And they get us a little bit excited and they don't really yes. give us what we want. Our focus is going to shift. And it's been proven that our focus is shifting. We're shifting away from what really matters. But then again, have we no, let it be it. known what we really need? No, there's and, nobody who's saying what our victory looks like. So there's a few reasons as to what's going on. So I'm going to tell you. So there's a couple of things they're already doing. There's a couple I of put too much Patron in that drink. Oh, well, throw some more in mine, please. I can use some more. My hand is feeling um, heavy. So what they're going to do is they're going to quickly and definitely... Do a couple of things in our faces right now to say, hey, we're listening to you. Hey, things have to change. Yes. But they're only going to address police and police brutality. And then what's going to happen is people are going to say, oh, okay, we won. So they're not going to care about the healthcare system. They're not going to care about school. They're not going to care about advertisement. But um, th that's what's going to come in the future. What's happening right now have is... Have we let it be known that police brutality is an issue? Have we asked... No, for what so, we wanted. So here's the doo-wop, right? Like they put Did I the, put too much? No, that's perfect. Okay. They put Brianna's law in place, but the officers that killed her have not been arrested yet. That's the doo-wop. Is I'm going to do this in your face, but I'm going to keep doing this behind. But I also feel like but addressing police brutality is, only is, is part not of the police, bruta police brutality first need to be addressed in-house. You can't just take a six-weeks class and be like, yeah, I'm about to run these streets. No, but yeah. they have people who don't even look like us policing our neighborhoods. Do y'all know like the, the genesis of police in America? Like in the South, police were created to catch slaves. They that were they were slave catchers. The you like there's so many scenarios of police officers being in the KKK. Um, if you look at the Baltimore police officer that was planning to bomb that church. Um, he was playing Obama synagogue back in like the '60s, and then he ended up uh, shooting two black men, going to jail, losing his like his police officership. But like they are, there's the KKK is in the police. They're doctors. They're everywhere. They're senators. They're, they're everywhere. They're teachers. They're presidents. Yes. <laughs> they're teachers. Now, I don't care. I don't think they let him in because the he's too stupid to let the. They probably running the, his puppet strings, but they ain't let no, him in. He's no, too stupid. He, he's in the KKK. His father was was in it. I have no doubt in my mind. He's, he's a racist. He doesn't like... I don't understand. This man likes to be pissed on. And you have the nerve to be disliking other people. Like Trump... I don't want to go off again. But Trump is he the dumbest <laughs> motherfucker he's in this dumb. whole entire world. Cheers to him. I cannot stand him. This man will, will undo everything Obama did just to be like, oh, he's a better president than Obama. Trump don't give a fuck about nobody. And then his two dumbass sons that look like damn pygmies and that dumb bitch-ass daughter he has, all the motherfuckers are stupid. That poor baby is being raised by dumbasses. He's going to be a dumbass But I thought kid. you said you weren't going to go off. I always say that, but I always go off because this man is beyond stupid. Just like Don, whatever his name is, Don Lemon. Are you mad that Obama was cuter than you? That's the problem. He Wait, only is Ain't Don Lemon CNN? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he asked. He's like, are you mad that Obama was more handsome than you? Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying Don Lemon was a racist. It cannot be the fact that Obama was more educated than him that bothers him. 
The one it's the fact that Obama looked good in his clothes and he over here looking like the penguin from Batman. Get out of here. One of my favorite I things. I hate that man. Hate him. One of my favorite things about Donald Trump is that I understand why George Bush went to Yale now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you compare Donald Trump to the regular white person, George Bush do look like he should have went to Yale. Mm-hmm. That is just Donald Trump level. is an idiot. Donald Trump lives in a constant state of hold my beer. That man is always trying to prove something to some de- We know you stupid, nigga. You don't got to prove nothing to us. We believe you. You don't got to show us. Donald Trump is the dude that went to school with you that ran with his hand behind his back yeah. like he was flying. Yeah. Okay, so this is something I noticed this week, right? Of how America is in the business of race and how it's, it's truly just woven into the fat to the fabric. This race conversation is a conversation every four years, every election year. Like it's 2020 right now. The last time we really had this conversation was 2016. You look at 92 with the, the Rodney King riots. You look at 88, there were riots. There were race riots. 72, there were race riots. 68, there were race riots. Like, at the end of the day, this American democracy goes down to white people who are racist and white people who are not racist. I saw a sign the only people that on Facebook. Them. The girl, she was at a rally, and she's like, America is so racist that when you protest, the police brutality towards black people. They think you're protesting America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like it's like one in the same. Here and I don't understand. For every time, what what don't you understand about Black Lives Matter? What don't you understand? I refuse about, to explain that to somebody. I'm not explaining. I'm not. I'm, I'm not explaining that. I'm not. I'm not explaining it because the internet is there for a reason. These videos are are, are like. It's splashed all over the internet. I'm sorry, but like, there's no reason why I should have to explain that. If you tell a child to, you give a child a recipe for a cake, Mm -hmm. and every time the child makes the recipe, she forgets the sugar, and you go back and you say, you give the recipe again, she forgets the sugar again. This has happened three times. When you tell her, hey, don't forget the sugar. The sugar matters in the cake. Does that mean she shouldn't put the flour, the butter, the eggs, and everything else? It doesn't discredit everything else. It just that says that the like, sugar really is... No, no. Because no, this is my thing, right? Is This is what I've been saying since the George Floyd video. Because I actually... I, I haven't watched it until maybe four or five days ago. I still and haven't it was, watched it. Um, I don't have no, the stomach the, for it. The full nine-minute video is damn near impossible to find. Like It took me 20 minutes to find it. And like I still don't think I actually saw the entire video. But I feel like I saw enough to get the point. And my thing is, if you tell me all lives matter, I just challenge you to watch the George Floyd video. And then I I challenge you to genuinely tell me that his life mattered. That's what I want you to do. I want you to, to, to watch that video, look at the four officers, and tell me that his life mattered to any one of the four of them. Because... I have seen, I, I didn't get the chance to speak to this person, but this is um, it's somebody who happens to be a white man who like I was a fan of on YouTube, his YouTube channel. And he he had an All Lives Matter comment this five, four years ago. This is actually what made me stop being a fan of his. But it was, he saw, um, he saw some of us 
at um, one of those political rallies, and it was a black like it was Black Lives Matter people kind of like crashing a rally, and it, they they stopped it. It was like Black Lives Matter, like that's fuck whatever y'all got going on, Black Lives Matter. And he was turned off by that. He was like, no, nah. like he was there. There's there's no discourse. Da da da. Like no nah, man. Like all lives matter. Like it's not about Black Lives Matter anymore. And his, the way that he saw the way that he saw the video, to me is it was we were just shouting over everybody and he took it as black lives matter more and i as a black person know that that's just his intrinsic white privilege but at the end of the day like it's not our responsibility to prove to them that we're saying black lives matter as much as everybody else's but it's plenty of white people here who just don't understand what we're going through because they just have never been exposed to it. They just don't understand. I'm a like, congregator. And it's, let me just, I yeah, know, finish. Seven more seconds. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's not that. Okay, Kanye. Because here's my thing it's that Black Lives Matter, like personally, is I'm not trying to prove to you that my life matters. Like, I'm not, and I'm, I'm past trying to prove that to you. I understand them saying, like, we have to bring attention to the fact that black lives don't. So I'm not trying to prove to anybody that black lives do matter. And I think that the point that they're making and how we feel when we hear all lives matter are just slightly different. They're very related, but slightly different. And I think that a lot of people who say all lives matter are just racist, but there are some people who are in between ally and racist who are just white in America who can be brought to our side if we just have that discourse. And what I about the idiots that say blue lives matter? Like blue nah, is the color you of you tell me skin. blue lives matter, then we're just, then you're obviously the enemy. Like if you say blue lives matter, then you're obviously okay. the Because enemy. that's just idiotic. What you just said just now. White people not understanding what all lives matter to. We live in a day and age where everybody knows everything and knows nothing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. All lives matter. They, to me, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, those ladies were sitting there like, all life, one of them said all lives matter too. And then she's like, we don't got to put the two. The two is implied. If, we, if they would have put the two on there, people, there would be less people saying all lives matter. The two is implied. They know. They don't want to know. They understand. Everybody, all lives is the header. Black people need to be underneath that. Mm-hmm. Just like white lives, Hispanic life, Asian life. We're not even on that list under all lives. And if they don't understand That's that, a problem. Don't, don't use me as your black friend. Because I'm going to tell you right now, fuck you. Go I'm to Candace Owens. Candace Owens I'm is a black friend. Amanda Seal said, don't Lil Wayne call. is your black I'm friend. I'm on my trampoline. Exactly. Do your research like I had to um, myself. Exactly. Amanda Lil Wayne Seale is your said, black friend. Do not call your black friends and ask them, what can you do on how to treat people? But no, but we I, should. We should. No, I did. Yes. In the beginning, I did. For years, when Black Lives Matter was like, I was sick and tired of explaining to grown-ass people I'm that could sit here and watch thing. Game of Thrones and watch all these shit and play Minecraft and every damn candy crush game. Candy crush, let us know, Renee. And could go through that and understand that shit, could go in the escape, uh, escape room and get out of that shit. 
but you can't understand what black people are saying my guy you don't Yo, want to no it's intrinsic you can sit here and you can people. learn all these cheers and these football plays and understand football understand basketball but black lives matter is a thing my guy these people sit in the freaking sun and watch nascar you have Yo, time listen you have time listen i'm not explaining shit to nobody Oh, I don't understand why black... Sounds like a personal. Stop fucking talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. Because you're going to be like, oh, I really, what does that mean to you? Please leave me alone. That's what it means. I'm going to be like, don't so, make me feel uncomfortable. Okay, so this is, this is what I think needs to happen. Just because, um, you know, we all know where the problems are. This is what I think needs to happen. Um, for one, when we talk about education, we need a holistic education. So we need black history to be a part of American history, for one. We need women's history to be a part of American's history, for one. Um, so that means that Black History Week, which evolved into Black History Month, has always been very important. But Oh, Morgan Freeman said that that's not necessary, FYI. That's one of the and, first stupid yeah, things okay. he no, said. No, no what he I'm, said I'm in that was... I'm, I'm almost with him. Black history. I don't believe that we black have a black American history month. History. It that's is American stupid. history. Why do I live in this country and we only celebrate me for a month? There are 12 months in a year. Listen. You should be teaching this shit January Here's through my, February. Listen. January through February? I mean, February December. Through January. February through January. I'm with through you. Through December. You know what I meant. <laughs> I love you, Renee. But, like, it shouldn't be this a month. There shouldn't be Spanish Heritage Month. It shouldn't be any of that. You should celebrate these people every day. Every so, day. Like, we celebrate all these white people. These America people lost a freaking war. And they over here fighting. You lost, my guy. Yo, Sit your ass down. Here's my thing. Why is the Confederate flag not the flag of traitors? It's the flag of losers. It's not the flag of This traitors. is why it's not. Because during the Civil Rights or during the Civil War, that flag was not there. That is why. So That flag is recent. That flag was not from... Yes. Yeah, the creator the of the flag, flag said it was racist. The during civil, the civil War era. The, it was the not. creator of it Where said it, it was it racist. It was not. It was Where after. It came out during... This, it, I feel like it came around... Um, There's no so way they Look the it up. didn't have a yes. flag. Are they you? had a flag, but it was it not the Confederate well, flag. Well, okay, so one thing I will say is that... You sure, Renee? I'm dead serious. There are I know it is a racist... No, 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 people. no, no. There's mad different Confederate flags, so... Here's my thing, right? Is there is one most popular Confederate flag, which is the the X's with the stars down each side. That's the most popular one, but there are mad different Confederate flags. And the reason that I think that is, and I could be wrong, but the reason I think it is, is because the KKK has had a few different iterations. There's the original first iteration that came out at the end of the the war, which was like. You, you know, end of the war. Then it was another one that came out around the 1920s when A Birth of a Nation came out. The reason A Birth of a Nation that came out recently with Nat, um, you know, the Nat Turner movie, da da da. One of the reasons that they didn't want that shit to pop is because that was a rename of a white propagandist movie that actually birthed the second generation of the KKK in the 1920s. Yeah, and when that man put out the movie, they also put out, oh, but he raped somebody. Bitch, your granddaddy feeling on you. Get out of here. Exactly. Trash. Exactly. I don't care. That's what they did. And they ain't make that movie make no money. You're talking about something. Oh, we don't want to Exactly. You exactly. raped somebody. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but Brad Broad, whatever the frick his dumbass name is, had mad witnesses and went to jail for six months. 
<laughs> Get the hell out of here. And so, okay, when World War One was over, Germany lost. America and Europe gutted the shit out of Germany. Germany had zero money. Done. Yeah. When you lose a war, you sit your bitch ass down no, in your corner. They you did. lost. They were politicians. Because honestly, at the end of the day, they were still white here in America. I don't care about your politics as long as you're still white. The the, the greatest thing, and by greatest, I mean the most effective, not actually like good, positive, great. The greatest thing that they did in slavery was taint the skin. They made black skin what makes you a slave it's not about if you're rich not about if you're poor it's about if you're black and you know people say capitalism is a byproduct racism is a byproduct of capitalism but what they've done is combine the two so that we are just what we're supposed to be to them and with that i mean like yeah like they were this and they were that but they went right back to those political positions they went right back to being the mayor and the senator and all of this and it just business as usual i just i I saw something online. I don't know. Hold, how hold, hold on, Renee, because we're we're running out of time. Oh, I, yeah, I realize we're running out of time. We are gonna do a part two and dissect the rest of what we have to say, but we also have to delve deep into what we can do different because it's not just a matter of looking at the past or looking at the present. How do we transition to where we are now into the future and just recreate the whole system? Let's what do we do? So we'll get into that in the next episode. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.